Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And welcome into episode 19 of the Courtside Crossover. I'm your host, Chris Partee. As always, we're presented by FullPressCoverage.com. You can find us on the Full Press Coverage app or on Spreaker, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and pretty much anywhere you find your podcast. You can catch me on social media, Twitter and Instagram, at Chris Partee. All right, today we have a guest. We have a guest back back on the podcast, I should say, for the first time, pretty much since the NBA season ended. Um, From Insights, from the Insight Sports Network and one half of the Insight Sports Podcast, Johanna Rosalie Luna is joining us right now. Johanna, Welcome to the Courtside Podcast, uh, Courtside Crossover Podcast. How are you doing today? Hi, Chris. Thank you for having me. I'm doing great. Enjoying actually the beautiful weather here in, in Phoenix. Finally, bearable temperatures and, you know, cool weather. Oh, I, I can't tell you how much I envy you right now. So I'm in Chicago. I'm living in Chicago now. I moved uh, a couple of weeks ago and it's, it's, it's kind of chilly here and it's not really even chilly yet. It's just, it's just the fact that I grew up in California mm-hmm. and I don't like anything below 60 degrees. So for me, it's kind of chilly right now and it's been raining. So. <laughs> oh, I love that weather. That's. Oh my God. Right if you want to trade places in a couple months when it starts snowing, you let me know. 
Yeah, no, I'll leave that to you. <laughs> okay, that's fine. I will take that. All right, so you're in Phoenix, and there's a lot going on over, really over the last year now, down in the Phoenix area. You had the Suns go to the NBA Finals uh, a few months back. Um, and right now you got the Arizona Cardinals who are undefeated in football and looking like the best team in the league. And then you got the WNBA finals uh, going on as well. Right now, I want to get into the uh, Phoenix Suns with you. First, I want to talk about what I'm sure everyone has been kind of talking about down there is DeAndre Ayton's contract and the fact that he still doesn't have an extension even though other key names in his 2018 draft class already do. How do you see this playing now? And what is the, I guess, what is the, the scuttlebutt, as they say, down in, down in the area about the contract? Because we know Robert Sarvers, uh, the owner, we know his history uh, with kind of having a tight pocketbook when it comes to paying players. So what's going on down there with that? Well, DeAndre and still, there's still no update news really to see what's going to happen there. Um, and, and there's, it's up in the air. So right now, you don't know if he's going, is he staying, what's happening if he stays, and they do excite, decide to extend his contract. And well, of course, that's going to be more money. And then mm-hmm. it's probably going to be one of the other players, you know, the younger guys that will they'll have to part ways with. Um, it's fun, that's actually a conversation that a friend of, uh, of mine who's also in the industry and, and, and I were talking is like some, somebody, it seems that it's going to have to go, whether it's Satan or someone else. Um, I really don't think that Robert Sarver is going to be opening up his, you know, pocketbook and, you know, giving that money, you know, for that contract extension, but who knows, he might surprise you. He's been, he's been doing, making some changes and improvements with the team. And then also with the arena as well. We, the arena has had some major upgrades and actually still working on, on that. And it's just amazing. Um, who knows? We have James Jones, who's also has been a major influence for the team, Monty Williams as well, and not to mention Devin Booker and Chris Paul. So who knows? Maybe the cards are played well and dealt right and played well. <clears throat> Excuse me. We might have just a surprise, but still, I know the season here kicks off uh, officially in just a few days on Wednesday, at least for the Phoenix Suns. Yep. And it's you know, it's going to be interesting how the next few days are going to play out and what is going to happen right now. There's really no, um, at least on my end of what I can see happening uh, with, with DeAndre. And yeah, I would, you know, if I were you, I would hope he stayed as well. Um, but no, you're right. It does seem like it's going to probably come down to either him or another one of the young players. And speaking of that, you know, I just, maybe an hour ago opened up uh, my phone and an article popped up about Mikael Bridges and he's doing extension because he's from the same, the same class. So he's going to get, he's supposed to get an extension or he's eligible, I should say for an extension as well, just like Aiden is. So, and now he, he, he's not on the level that Aiden is yet, but I mean, he was a big contributor to the team last year as far as some of these young players. So, I mean, everybody's still in place right now. They're going to have them all in place, you know, going into this season. And they still have a few days. If I think the deadline is the day before uh, the season starts, which is Tuesday. So I think it's the Monday, the 18th is the actual deadline to try to get this extension done before the season starts for either of these guys. So um, who do you see as far as the young players on the team 
taking a big jump from last season in, in as far as contributing um, to the to the product on the on the court this season. Um, as like an evolution standpoint. Yeah, yeah, like a, like a player last year that was good, or um, but you know, like maybe Cameron Johnson or somebody like that, or maybe it could be Bridges, could be Aiden takes a even another, you know, a even further step because Aiden's taking a, a few big steps the last year and a half, really. But I mean, do you see anyone else on the team as far as the young the young guys taking another big step this season? Um. Well, DeAndre and yeah, he's he's been with the team, but I think he evolved a lot this last season. Yeah. Um, with the Phoenix Suns, and we saw that, and he's still, you know, he's still doing the work and putting. And we saw how, you know, we saw that and how it all played out, especially in in the playoffs and in the finals for the Phoenix Suns. Uh, for one of the the younger guys, I think it probably would be Cameron Johnson. You know, if he does end up staying with the team, because that can probably also be another name, being one of the younger guys that can possibly. Um, you know, may stay or go. Um, but I think he, he has come up, he's played well. He's um, his evolution has just been some, you know, he's just stepped in when needed during those playoffs and those pivotal moments for the Phoenix Suns and being a part of a team where Devin Booker and Chris Paul, you know, where they have been and where, you know, there's still more to go and what they can show, you know, for any, just any of these guys, like, like it's hard to just mention really one because even Mikkel Bridges as well, all, and is just so, and you feel it too, how united these guys are. Uh, they're they're going, they're, you see them at the Phoenix Mercury games for the playoffs or just even the regular season games and even right now in the finals, all showing up for their for these women and they're united. They train together, practice together. They're They're on the phone constantly and, you know, and it's and it shows that each of these guys have just evolved tremendously and so much more that, you know, they can still do this coming season. Yeah, I like and you're definitely right. I like about it. It sounds like like you're saying it's kind of like a family. It um, is a family. It, yeah. As far as the unity of the team and them coming out to support the uh, the WNBA team, the women's team. Um, really shows that as well. And it really, to me, kind of speaks about community. Can you talk about their impact as far as uh, Phoenix goes, just the surrounding area of Phoenix goes and what this run for them and the WNBA, for the NBA team and the WNBA team has done for the community and people around the community? Yeah, well, just the unity itself. It's something that you haven't really seen with the Phoenix Suns in in years, <laughs> yeah. uh, in a lot of years. Just the impact overall, um, and it's just brought a lot of people together and talking basketball because you know the Suns weren't in in the very best of places in basketball for several years or even showing up to the playoffs really. Um, so it's brought them, you know, brought everyone closer together and talking not only basketball, but just being like, Hey, you know, we have these guys. And then also crossing over, you know, like mentioned with the WNBA, with the women basketball or with the, um, Arizona Cardinals and all these, you know, teams as well. Uh, and then sh them showing support and standing in for their, for, for everyone. And, and the Phoenix sense has been increasingly uh, improved in the, um, uh, in the Hispanic market as well. Uh, you know, especially Devin Booker is one, you know, one of their, the, the guys that has drawn in, especially because he has of that Hispanic uh, background as well, um, that Mexican background. And, and it's just, it's tremendously improved as well, the viewership and engagement with basketball in the Hispanic community as well. 
so it just it's just all around everything you can think of they're, they're just very heavily involved in making a huge impact here in the valley that, you know that's really that's really awesome to hear i always love when i you know hear about teams and you know these athletes uh being parts of their community you know what i mean that really just, you know, showing community pride, even though they may not have necessarily grown up in that area. Sometimes they do, but they may not have necessarily grown up in the area, but they've been drafted there. They've made a home there. And, you know, they show the effort to actually be a part of something. And I think that really stands out for fans. And, you know, it keeps people, keep people's attention, you know what I mean? It keeps people coming back for more because it shows that, I guess it's more than about just the encore product now, it really helps when the team is winning as well, because like you said, the Suns hadn't been good for a while before this run, but when they also reach out and, you know, take part in the community that I think that helps a bit as well. Um, got one more on the Suns for you here. Um, as far as what they did last season, do, do you see them duplicating that magic? I mean, do you, do you give them a great chance to kind of get back to the finals or maybe even just the Western conference finals as far, you know, I guess based around, when you when you put them up against what other teams in the West did to kind of um, I guess grow or re research, you know to try to have a resurgence as far as other teams in the West go, I I think they have a great chance of making it. You know, it's probably getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, and you know, just yeah, yeah. to it's early. you know <laughs> say that hey, they're they're going to make it to the finals. They have a great possibility, and you know, it's they wouldn't be the first team that go for a two peat, uh, you know at least uh, appearance in the, in the finals. Um, so yeah, definitely able, able to happen. They have a lot of their, their key uh, players, you know, still remaining in the team. Chris Paul, you know, he's, he's here, Devin Booker. Um, oh gosh, I, his name, his name just escaped me. Uh, he was with the Miami heat. Um, uh, oh, um, yeah. <laughs> like, I always, I always go remember him by boss man. Cause that's how he goes on, on, on Instagram. But uh, Jay Crowder, Jay Crowder, uh, yeah. So you know he's been a huge, you know he's had been in the, in the in a in that position before and was able to bring his experience forward. So they know what it takes uh, to be in that. And and for them, okay, like we were able to go ahead and have a taste of it. Yes, we yeah. came, you know, a little bit short of being able to achieve and being you know reign champions so they're going to be hungry and they're going to be like okay now what, what do we have to do to go ahead and be able to make this possible and be the champs they have i think they'll be able to go ahead and definitely uh make an appearance and the and the playoffs once again so yeah. they're they're very competitive and they they're the west is not going to be easy at all it never, uh, it never is, is. It never <laughs> is so but yeah, I think they have the everything that they you know that they need. They they continue to have it. They have the great Monty Williams. They have James Jones. So they still have all those major um, pieces for being able to go ahead and uh, and have a tremendous uh, season and hopefully able to re- repeat that. Yeah, and and, and kind of to add on to what you said, I think having that type of season for I mean because if you look at it, outside of Chris Paul and Jay Crowder, this is a young team. This is a very young team. You got a lot of guys that are, I mean, um, Devin Booker's been in the league about six, seven years now, but, you know, after him, but he's still in his mid-20s, right? I think he's in his mid-20s. So yeah. you got a lot of guys that are, you know, around age 26 and younger. And a, and, and a few of the guys that really contributed, like Bridges, Johnson, and Aiton, they're, they've all been in the league two, three years now. So having that run last year, that gave them, I think that's going to give them so much, 
for one experience, because now you've actually gone through a whole playoff stretch. You've played all the way through the season, all the way through June. Well, actually, it went to July because because of when it started. But you know what I mean. They've gone through a whole season and gone through a whole um, long playoff run. So I think that's going to really help them this season. Um, I want to ask you about the Pacific Division. And, you know, since they won the division last year, who do you think in the division is the biggest threat to the Suns not repeating as the champions of the uh, Pacific Division? You got the Warriors, the Lakers, the Clippers, and I'll mention the Kings, but I don't think anyone expects the Kings to challenge for the division. But you know what I'm saying. So, I mean, who do you think has yeah. the biggest chance to challenge the, uh, the Suns for the division this year? That's a good question. I hadn't really thought of it. Like you come, you're almost stumping me on that one. Got um, you on guard there. Uh. It's, it's, and then one of the things too, when I don't like answering these questions so early on without really seeing a few games, actual like actual games. Yeah. Because there's been, you know, changes with with these all, all of the teams in one way or another. So, but just like, as far as paper, like seeing it on paper. Yeah. Just based, I guess, based on the changes over the off season, we'll, 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 um, we'll, we'll, we'll rephrase it based on what these other teams did or didn't do in the off season. I mean, who do you think, you know, is the biggest challenge to the Suns, I should say, because the Suns are the top dog right now. I mean, they went to the finals, yeah, so they right. got to be the top dog. So everybody's looking at them. They have to be. Oh, goodness, 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 goodness. <laughs> You're still not making it easy, Chris. I know. I know. <laughs> That's what we do here. <laughs> I know, right? You're now, now, now you're, you're turning the role, you know, around. Yeah. I'm, I'm here. Hey, I came on your podcast. You gave hey, you threw some questions <laughs> to me. Hey, I had to think about them. So, hey, you know, I got to return right. the favor. <laughs> um, goodness sakes. You probably, I'm going to say, the Lakers can yeah. is one that it's always going to be competitiveness there. And it's always deemed a challenge for the Suns. Yeah. Regardless. Yeah. Um, and the other one, I would say aside from, from the Lakers could potentially be the Warriors. You know what? I'm, I'm on board with you there. So I wrote, a, um, I wrote an article earlier, um, for, for Deadspin earlier this week. And I talked about the Warriors making, I think the Warriors are going to be competitive. I think they're going to make a big run. Honestly, I could see them in the Western Conference Finals. That's not a joke. Now, obviously, that's, ba- you know, health is, health is for everybody. Everybody's got to be healthy, you know, for the most part, as far as your main players. But I think the Warriors are going to be there towards the end I, I think the Warriors are a bigger threat to the Suns than the Lakers. That's just yeah. me. That's just me. I think now, I think all three will be in the playoffs, though. I think yeah. all three are going to make the playoffs. Like, that division is going to be a killer division. Honestly. Yeah, it, it, it always really, yeah. really is. It is. Killer it division. Is. And it always gives you, you know, it's like you're in a roller coaster, right? At least that's what I felt like. This, exactly. this last go around and, yeah. Exactly. Um, and I mean, I think right now, the Warriors are kind of coming in a little bit of as an underdog. Um, oh, yeah. Because especially because of what they weren't able to accomplish last season. Um, and right now it's okay. And they, it's probably maybe not so many, so much in people's minds. And, you know, it's, it is Steph Curry. It is the, you know, the Golden State Warriors. And, they, you know, you know who they have as a coach. And, 
yeah, they're definitely going to take that, you know, take that and use it to their advantage and, and going to come out, you know, grinding hard this season. Yeah. I mean, as far as the Warriors, I just look at, okay. So now again, we don't know what Clay Thompson is going to look like when he comes back, but he's, he'll, I, I personally think he's going to be back around January, maybe a little bit, or maybe even after the all-star break in uh, February. So I think he'll come back. And if he's even 85% of what he used to be, I don't expect him to be the exact same before. I mean, he had two major injuries and missed two years. So I don't expect him to be exactly the same, but if he comes back and is even 85% of what he used to be, I think the Warriors are going to be, they're going to be tough to deal with. I just think they are. And then the Lakers, uh, I mean, that that's an old team. <laughs> I mean, we just talked about the yeah. Suns being young, right? We talked about the Suns, Suns in their youth, you know, besides Paul and uh, Jay Crowder who are in their 30s. The Lakers, they got like seven, eight guys that are in their 30s. I mean, that's not a young team there. So I just, I don't know what it's going to look like for them. And then the Clippers, Kawhi Leonard's out most of the year. I mean, who knows when he's coming back? No, no yeah. we don't know what's going on with him. So I don't know what they're going to look like. I think they got so I think they still have a shot to be in the playoffs, honestly, because they still have a pretty good team. But without him, I don't know if they can contend with the Lakers even or the Warriors and especially the Suns because the Suns are coming in full throttle and they got everybody. So I right. just, you know, that, that division is just going to be crazy. I want to ask you this real quick. As far as the Lakers and Suns go, is that, you know, especially in Phoenix, is, is that looked at as a rival for you guys when you play? I know you want to beat them, honestly, in the, yeah. but is, is that looked at? Because L.A. and Phoenix aren't far apart. They really aren't. They're, they're not. They're <laughs> Depending on, on, you know, whether you have a Ledford or not, it can probably be like a six, seven hour drive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not far. So, um, but it's kind of one of those, it's, it just became one of those, you know, rivalries that were just, it was just made, you know, created. Um, it's always, you know, a good and, and fun, fun to watch. I just remember, always remember the Lakers um, from, oh gosh, being just being little girl and, and watching them and, um, you know, just Kobe and before Kobe. So it's just, they have just thinking of the players and who, who's in the part of the team or forms that part of the team is kind of like, you know, some, it's a team that you kind of really, you want to beat and you really if they're great, you don't want to freaking play against them or lose against them. So I'm really curious to know how this new Lakers team or revamped Lakers team, I should say, um, is going to play out in this season. I'm curious about um, Russell Westbrook, um, you know, be, being now with the Lakers and how that's going to uh, play out with LeBron. And then we also have Anthony Davis and, you know, there's going to be a lot of roles that are going to have to be redefined as well. So, but no, it's, it's yeah. always a great and fun. Like even like just any LA team that comes in place here with yeah. any Arizona team is just always a rivalry. I don't, it just, just, it's just a thing. Beat, beat LA. <laughs> and there, beat LA. Yeah. And there are a lot of LA fans in the Valley too. So yeah. I so, hear you. I hear you. Um, so you talk, you, you you mentioned Russell Westbrook there. When you first heard the news that he was going to the Lakers, what did like what did you think? Like, were you like, damn, they got him too? Like, what, what were you thinking? Or like, ah, it's not gonna matter. Like, what did you think when you first heard that news? I'm just like, well, how is this gonna work out? That's really yeah. all, you know, how, really, because you have you just look at the roster and who they have. It's you know, just how are you gonna play these pieces? And you know, especially being a coach and you know just their personalities too 
that's where it all comes down to as well. So being able to, you know, uh, having those personalities out in the court and being able to share the ball and have it be even and not have one try to dominate or take over more than the other. And, you know, just have be a, as much as an even playing field and being a, you know, contributing team as it should be, how that's going to happen, you know, how that's going to unfold. So I'm just really curious in the role of what Russell Westbrook is going to have with the Lakers. So I'm not, I'm really not worried about it. Yeah. He's going to be a great player. He's that's, you know, someone like oh damn like yeah he's good but hey the Suns are freaking amazing they're great as well and hey though the Suns though they will we've seen it and they will adjust to what is needed um and and the opponent that they're facing and we've seen we saw that last season and I think that's going to come on to um this season um that's just about to take off here in the next few days yeah, you're right. Yeah, the season gets kicked off uh, October 19th. So we got about three days here. We're only three days out. And I mean, it, it really feels like the season just ended to me. Yeah. I mean, because it's just such a it's another quick turnaround, not like last year, but it's still not the usual. They usually get four and a half months off, something like that. Um after the season ends, four months or whatever. So it, it's been pretty a pretty quick turnaround here, but yeah, um, so I got a, I got one more, a couple more things I just want to talk to you about real quick, just to see if you have any thoughts on them. What are your thoughts on the um, the Kyrie Irving and Brooklyn Nets, Brooklyn Nets drama? Not not so much necessarily about the vaccine, whether you know he should or he shouldn't, or if anybody should or shouldn't, but more so, I guess, about the decision they made um, to not let him play any games, even though he could have been available for away games I, I what did you think of that when, when you heard about that the other day um that I really was not surprised that that was the decision that they were going to take okay um or they were going to go with um unfortunately I like unfortunately yeah, he's not going to be able to for, you know not going to play and, and I know that's something that he wanted and kind of was in, in a way seemed like it was going to be agreed upon that he would be able to play away games yeah um but just the way that everything just evolved and transpired it's like okay if you're not and i kind of see and i can see it in their end because if you're not going to be playing with be forming part of the team in the in the home games and you're not going to be he's not he can't be part of the trainings either the meetings he can't be there with the players so i can understand of the fact okay if he can't form part of any of that then when he goes and does try to go ahead and inform part of the team on the away games, he's kind of be out, he's going to be out of the loop. And there, you know, and there goes that player, that chemistry, you know, that relationship and that, you know, what makes a team, you know, you're not fully participating. So if you're not going to be fully participating, then we can have you, you know, partially participate. So it's either going to be all or none. And I understand it because that's going to be a total throw off, for for the team uh and also and also for him too because you know you're not you're not being active you're not being part, you know participating you're not having your your trainings your practices so that's going to affect your um you know your body as well so it, and it's and it's all, all around and unfortunately you know it sucks that that's what it came down to in the decision but you know it's you know part of the rules and what um what was decided upon him and, and I'm not, I'm going to miss seeing him out there on the court this, this season. Yeah. I think we'll all miss seeing him on the court, but I mean, you hit, you hit the nail right on the head. Um, I, 
he really laid. He didn't leave them too many choices, honestly. I mean, here's the thing. He made his choice, and that's what he keeps going back to is, yeah, yeah, it's a personal choice, but you also got to deal with the consequences, and these are the consequences for him. And initially, he was going to be able to play away games, but then, like you said, they decided to, it's like, well, he's not going to be here for home games, and he can't practice either at home. He can't come to meetings with us, so we're just going to go ahead. And it was probably going to be somewhat of a distraction because, you know, us in the media, all we were going to, all people were going to do, all the media was going to do is ask about Kyrie Irving during the season to other players. And yeah. other, other players don't want to answer questions about players that aren't there. You know what I mean? So yeah. it just becomes a whole big mess. So, I mean, they did what they had to do. Maybe something changes in the next couple of months and he's able to rejoin the team. But for now, and I mean, I've been saying this for a while now. I can see Kyrie Irving, like Kyrie Irving does not seem like the guy to me that's going to play in the NBA well into his late thirties or anything like that. I can see him retiring within the next couple of years. I really could. I'm not saying now he's come out and said he's not retiring. I get that. But there's other things besides basketball that are important to him. And that's fine. I, I love that. I love that about him. With something like this happening, again, you know, I, I've said, like I said, I've said this for a while that I can see him retiring within the next couple of years because he has a lot of other things he's into and wants to do. Basketball is not number one for him. And, you know, it doesn't have to be. And as good as he is, I mean, he doesn't have to make it his primary objective. He can still go out there and get buckets and, you know, he has the handles and he's a great player. So like you said, we're, we're going to all miss watching him this year, but that's just, you know, that's what's going on right now. And that's kind of what he has to deal with. Um, yeah. And I think he knows that too. That's part of, and again, you know, and, and there's a reason of why he's, you know, chosen or made this decision and he understands it and he, he knew what the consequences of his decision was, you know, could be. And lo and behold, that's what it is. Um, so, and we know that, you know, he's, he's more than a basketball player and, and we've seen that. Yes. Um, and he knows it. So, and if, and if that's the decision that's being taken and, and, he's accepted it and okay well, okay maybe not play basketball this year but there's other things that he can do and focus on during this season while he's away from from basketball and in the next couple of seasons or you know when he, if he does play it comes back you know great and if not then he you know he's not like he said he's not retiring or at least he's not making the choice to retire yeah that's what he says so so yeah we'll we'll see what happens with Kyrie. um again like you said, uh, you said you're going to miss watching him. I'm going to miss watching him too. Hopefully, hopefully something gets figured out. I don't know. Maybe he gets the vaccine or, you know, at some point, you know, after he does more research or whatever he needs to do, whatever he feels he needs to do, you know, to feel safe taking the vaccine. Um, because yeah, I mean, he's a great player and he's still young. You know, he, I think, I think he's barely 30 years old. So, you know, he's, if he wants to, he could play another 10 years. I just don't see him playing that long. Just just my opinion. Um, Johanna, thank you again. I want to thank you for joining us here on the Courtside Crossover. Um, tell, tell everybody where we can find you on social media and give them, the, you know, the time and for the podcast and all those things where they can find it and everything like that. Yeah, of course. So there's a few ways to go ahead and find me and find the network. So for me personally, you can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at Jay Rosalie. That's J-R-O-S-A-L-Y-E. 
Uh, and then you can find Inside Sports Network. Go ahead and go to our website, uh, insightsports.net. And then you can find um, us, Inside Sports Network on Instagram. That would be the handle Inside Sports Net. And on Twitter, it would be Inside Sports underscore. And then for our podcast, Inside uh, Sports Talk, uh, Courtside, um, Aftermath, you can go ahead and find those wherever it is that you listen to podcasts, all major podcast platforms. Just go ahead and do a search for us and you can find us. Make sure you download and we're always, you know, we're always there. Yeah, definitely go check them out and go check Johanna out. She's a great follow, not just sports, you know, she posts stuff about life and, you know, all kinds of things. So um, definitely go give her a follow. This has been the Courtside Crossover. I'm your host, Chris Parti. Again, you can find me at Chris Parti. You can find the podcast on fullpresscoverage.com or on the Full Press Coverage Out app. <laughs> we'll check you out on the flip side. Peace. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.